listening to you're listening to you're listening to you're listening to Kenny you're listening you're listening to active fm to active fm to active fm to active fm welcome 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 this is the turntable with Shippy Ari Styles and Dimani Dimani is not with us but we have a special guest kindly introduce yourself sir Yes, I'm Martin Jordan uh, from the UK, hip-hop artist. Uh, just dropped an album, Life is as Beautiful as Dogs, and met these guys online, and uh, yeah, here to have a chat. All right, tell me something. Are you comfortable with me putting your age out there? Yeah, yeah. I'd say if I'm correct, you're at 35. That's right, yeah. The reason why I'm mentioning this, I just have uh, two questions with regard to this. Um, Why put out an album at this point in your life at this age? Is this something that you are truly passionate about, an actual career goal, or something that you just wanted to do and see the response? Um, yes, it's purely, um, pure, well, I say purely, yes, yeah, a passion project. It's not. It's definitely not a career thing. Um, I did start making music when I was about uh, 16 or 17. Um But I kind of drifted away from it. I was a bit self-conscious about releasing it. About um, so, if I don't know if you if you listen to the album, but it's all very personal, and I've always kind of been like that, and it always made me a bit nervous putting it out. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a passion project. I'm just seeing how far how far I can take it, but no sort of strict goals. And it definitely wasn't like a career choice for me, but. It was, um, I'm just always creating stuff and it was just my, my new project. All right. So uh, my second question with regard to that point is, you know, hip hop actually used to be a very youth driven culture, a very young uh, culture and art form. But as it grew, the, audi- the audience <coughs> grew at it as well. Sorry about that. And that's why now you have older artists like the elder statesmen, veterans, um, that still put out music and do so successfully and somewhat age-appropriate music. Also, you have guys like Griselda that broke through in between their mid to late 30s, which historically would have never happened. So is this something that would have influenced your decision to put out music at this point? That's a really good question, yeah. I think um, I think because the art form is kind of young itself, you, you're seeing like the early innovators, you're watching them grow up. Um, so like my so my number one from sort of the uh, what I would consider the earlier generation say would be Nas and yeah Nas to me still puts out um, music and thoughts and Great project um, yeah that's <laughs> that who you know still well, well I think they call it adult contemporary hip hop and I do think mine kind of came out like that in the end but go on sorry <laughs> Yes, uh, a question. A question on mind. I also, uh, we we listened to the we listened to the uh, to the album. Um, it's basically I, I I could see it's personal, it's introspective, and it's it gives a positive message. Uh, would that be one of your ultimate goals to read to to reach a positive message in today's types or of, of hip hop? Yeah, I'm really glad you said that. I mean, it, it was something cash. Considered a lot about, um, you know, when I say I'm nervous about putting things out, I don't think the nerves have gone away, but I just I got to the point where 
as long as it was a positive message, I didn't mind kind of embarrassing myself. In my in my opinion, you know, putting personal things out, it makes me very sort of cringe. And, um, but as long as I felt the message was positive, I, I felt comfortable embarrassing myself for that. So I'm glad you thought it was like that. Um, it's definitely, I've always gravitated towards the more positive artists and the ones that sort of give, try to steer, you know, people away from certain you know there's a lot that this as the as the the art form's grown you get more and more types of it um and i've always gravitated toward, towards the more positive people definitely well um yeah. firstly, I, you, you mentioned the nasty thing and i heard the ether references on the album there as well references and the ether references on the first track i did actually take note of it because i'm such a huge fan of nas as well you know you spoke about the the actual the positive elements with, with within the album and within your music now i don't exactly want to put you in a box or pigeonhole you but um you know there were there were a lot of contrasting things within the album in terms of like you spoke with to mental health and you took a bit of a conscious stance but at the same time, there was an aggressive, competitive nature of the art form. You know, it had some melodic feel to it, but it was full of bars as well. You know, so I just want to understand, is there a specific artist that you would put yourself, would you classify yourself as? Um, it was, it, to be honest, it went from song to song. So, um, yeah, I kind of I tried to show different sides it's, it's meant to be a kind of story in that you know i'm struggling and then i come out of it with kind of more positive um so that's why they, it contrasts quite a lot but i would say um my the people that were in my head when when i was sort of thinking about were nas uh kanye um I'm a huge Tupac fan, so I, I, it's probably in there somewhere, like his energy. But I didn't consciously think, oh, I'm going to make a Tupac song. But I did consciously think, like, oh, I'm going to make a um, a Nas song. <laughs> and then there was <laughs> the song This Thing. Um, that was kind of more of the, the new, newer school, Little Peep, kind of grunge trap. I was trying to kind of emulate that. So, yeah, I was kind of pulling from a lot of places. Yeah, I did pick that up, like I said, with the melodic and the different things and the different elements. And you actually went in to influence you in this album and who your influences are. That's actually going to be my next question. Because, you know, with yeah. a lot of artists' first albums and their first projects, you can actually pick up and pinpoint who heavily influenced them and who were their major influences or what era was. With regard to this album, it being that it was so multifaceted and had so many different elements, I wasn't actually able to pinpoint, you know, specifically, obviously the Nas because of the Eater references in the Rockefeller line. <laughs> and you mentioned um, I, a lot of rappers that were deceased, but more newer rappers. So I couldn't exactly pinpoint as to what it is, but you actually answered that question uh, in terms of who your influences were. Can I, I think I would I would pick up the the, the Tupac reference would be on the madness. I think we are we were speaking about about the world, the madness exactly, in the world. Yeah, yeah exactly that's, that's that true. kind of wealth gap thing. Um, yeah, and just anger at the the state of capitalism and those kind of themes definitely are very Tupac like. Yeah, I've not connected that dot to be honest until you said that, but. But yeah, um, it's there for sure. 
And just, you know, Tupac was very much wore his heart on his sleeve and wouldn't um, wouldn't hold back from his emotions. Kind of, you could argue, invented sort of emo rap, if you want to call it that, um, which is really popular now. Um, so, yeah, I think that goes outside of just hip-hop or just art in general, people that are fearless and not afraid to be personal. He's definitely sort of someone that I've looked up to in that way. <laughs> yeah, no. So, 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 so another question. Just, it's just uh, to go like you said. You thirty-five. You decided to put in the album. Um, on my side as well, I was also, I was also into it. I was, I was also rapping and creating music and everything. Is same, same which you wanted to push, pursue it as a career. Uh, it's a passion for me. Uh, yeah. People always said, no, you, that you, you, you're getting older now, you know, it's not for you. And by you doing this, I think you're going to open up other avenues for other, for other people that, that, that want to, to, to release the album or do something. And you, you, you're basically starting it. Um, just another question. In, in the UK, how big is how big is hip-hop? Um, yeah, it's quite big. It's um, we have our own artists here. It's actually yeah, kind of having a second win now. We've got some quite big artists, and it always helps when American artists sort of support. And there is a bit more crossover. So we had I don't know if you had Dizzy Rascal. Have you ever heard of him? I think I heard of him. Yes. So he he would have been one of our innovators, and he was. Um, it's long, many years ago now, um, but he, he kind of brought about um, what we call grime. That's out grime and what's now sort of evolved into drill. drill. Drill, exactly. Yeah. Blood, oh, yeah. So those are those, those are popular, and it's quite mainstream. You get more and more people um, sort of hitting the top of the charts now with UK hip hop, which is which is always good. Yeah. So, question: the state of hip hop. Um, what is your take on the state of hip hop uh, in the past, say, five years? Um, see, yeah, I know there's a lot of negativity about the kind of mumble rappers and um, kind of looking back at, oh, I, I wish it was like it was back in the 90s. And I kind of, I try not to be negative um, about it, to be honest, because... You know, I remember when I started listening to hip hop, there'd be people old, like older people saying, you know, that's not real music and that's um, what are they talking about? All they're talking about is X, Y, and Z. And so I try not to be a kind of negative, try not to kind of um, be guilty of that myself. And I try and look at the positives. And I think there are some really good artists out there. And um, I like, I quite like innovation. So when it changes away from what I'm comfortable with, I quite like it. You know, I'm quite a Tyler, the creator fan at the moment, and he's kind of very out of the box, uh, very outside the box. And, you know, Travis Scott, uh, I know a lot of people from my age group might look down on people that use auto-tune, and I don't know what your guys' opinions are. No, no, no. Yes, it's it's understandable. I say it's understandable to your age group, because your age group is my age group as well. Yeah, so... (laughs) Yeah, people do look uh, look down on it, but yeah, you have to think out of the box because what the artists previously done, they can't they, they cannot copy because otherwise it's going to be mundane. 
another question, right? Uh, yeah, an- an- another question for you first, for, for, for you, right? I know Shiki is going to, is going to argue with the fact. I'm going to ask you, who's your top five? Top five of all time? Yeah, of all time. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> um, well, there's three that go really quickly because it's um, Tupac, Nas and Kanye. They'll go straight to the top of the list without any f- second thought. Outside of that, I have to. F- it'll probably be different every time I think about it. But um, you know, I'm going to say Exhibit. Exhibit was a big artist for me. I know it's probably not many um, that would say him, but he was. You know, I was a massive fan of him at one point, um, and still keep up with him a bit. Um, so I'm going to put Exhibit there. <laughs> and you know, the next the next name. I mean, is. The next name that's in my head is Kendrick, but I'm wondering if I can keep Eminem off the list, considering how big he was for for hip hop overall and for me and and my generation. You know, kind of not to um, be too hipster about it, but I was listening to hip hop and I didn't really have many people around me that liked it, and it was and then Eminem came along and then everyone was listening to it, so it's quite everyone. Uh, yeah, I quite liked that, that he kind of made it mainstream and it made it more accessible to, to those people that I was saying that would look, maybe look down on it. Um, so, but I've got to give it to Kendrick. I'm going to put Kendrick. To, <laughs> I've got to have someone from the news. You're going to put Kendrick. Your top five is way different to what the um, majority would have said. Yeah, I, I was surprised with the guy with, with the Kanye mention. I will put Kanye mention in the top five in producers. Uh, yeah, when we're talking yeah, about that's top the thing. Five. if we're talking just the ability to rap, then I probably wouldn't. I mean, I might argue, but I would maybe wouldn't put. I mean, if it was just the ability to rap, then Eminem would have to be in there. You might have to put Jay Z in there. Yeah. Um, you, well, no, yeah, but then I'm talking just hip hop artists. I think you could. I think Kanye has to be there personally. Okay, so basically, yeah. So so we we every top five rappers. Then we then we have top top five groups. In your in Oof. your group, <laughs> who would you have in the top five groups? Groups is harder. Um, Bone Thugs was like one of the first groups I ever listened to, first rappers at all I ever listened to. So they'll once again have to go straight in. Um, I mean, thought uh, I'd have to put D12 in again because of yeah. where it came in my life. Um, Dog Pound, does that count as a group? Dog Pound is a group, yes. Dog Pound is a yeah. group. Dog Pound is a group. See, so, I mean, you'd have to put Wu-Tang in there. Well, I don't Wu- listen yeah, to them much myself. <laughs> I know that's sacrilege to admit that, but um, I just don't listen to them that much. Okay, so any other further questions you have on your mind, Chiki? Yes, just a few. Um, actually, you just get a little bit further information when you spoke about the actual UK rap scene. You know, for a long time, Outside the UK, um, people weren't very accepting of the UK rap scene or its sound. 
And this wasn't necessarily an indictment on the quality of music or the talent of the artist, but I think people felt like it wasn't palatable, like maybe they weren't used to the sound or the accents or the style. You still feel it's like that now, or people have opened up more to it, because even though you get um, artists from outside of the country working with them, I'm talking about people actually enjoying the sound and not having such a struggle as they used to before with it. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Because uh, to be honest, even I, because I listen to US hip hop, um, that's all. That's my preference. Always has been. I sometimes struggle, to be honest, with the UK style. Um, and that's not to say there aren't artists that I really like and projects and people that I really like, but it's sometimes I do struggle with that. And um, you know, there there's not a lot of artists over here i don't think that it's sort of incorporated the u.s sound that much as much as i think we should have done really um but i don't yeah i don't think it's that popular outside of the uk i'm not sure they i don't we haven't had many arts crossover you've got like stormzy um stormzy's probably done the best out of anyone <sighs> yeah and there's not there's not much of a list outside of that i don't imagine yeah i mean i think skepta is doing doing really well and he had that song with asap rocky and that was a really popular song so i imagine he's quite popular but dave i think is doing really um doing really well outside of the uk as well um but yeah to be honest it's is a problem with that with the uk sound that it's um, not i, I wouldn't well think it would have changed quite a bit being that they were so influential in the sound of drill right now you would have think they would have crossed over more because they were pioneering within that sound. So I thought there would have been a bit more crossover now. Yeah, I think if depending on who you speak to, people will say Drill came out of Chicago and New York. So I don't know if we get and I don't to be honest, I don't know the history that well myself. But I think um yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily draw all the attention over here. Well, uh, so you have to actually discuss the album and the music. Firstly, the title, Life is as Beautiful as Dogs. Why that name? Um, so it's something my daughter came up with. Um, I was really struggling with the name. I had a hundred names and they were all like as good or as bad as each other. And I just couldn't land on one. And then we were having a really good day and she just came out and said that. And I just said, can I, you know, I recorded it, not, not knowing it was the name of the album. I just recorded her saying it because I thought it was cool. And then, like a week later, I was like, "Can I use that for the album?" She was like, "You want to use that?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> so it was just, um, like I said, I wanted a positive message, and I thought it was kind of a just a cool, unusual name. Well, and I agree like with this. The <laughs> Sorry. Album, you know? I yeah. Someone yeah. matched the theme of the album, so it does work out well. I thought there was just maybe something uh, mm-hmm. significant or deeper behind it. I yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, so I noticed another thing. Your album wasn't very hook-heavy or driven. Now, there were hooks and choruses on there, but the structure wasn't very radio-friendly or commercial. Any pressure to have done that? No, I mean, that's the good thing about about doing it the way, you know, not, you know, doing it as a, pro- a passion project rather than trying to be sort of commercial or anything is that you don't need to, to go down that route. But... Um, yeah, there there were 
times where I just thought I should just add a add a hook here, but I just wanted it to be natural. And if it didn't, a hook didn't occur to me, um, then I didn't want to put it in just for the sake of it. And also in the songs where there's literally no hook, like a grip and um, spoilers, those were deliberately like, I just wanted to rap, nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could hear from spoil you could hear from spoilers. It's just punchline of the punchline. That's what I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually did listen to the album. I was extremely pleasantly surprised. I I didn't go into it with well, I was wrong going into it with certain expectations, but I was really pleasantly surprised with what I got wrong. I really appreciate that. Thanks, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for your, for your yeah. Feedback. I listened to it. Um, a few times today and yesterday, actually, just because, you know, I think nowadays, with social media era and things like that, people listen to things and instantaneously make a decision based on the album without actually going through it in a certain period of time. You cannot listen to something once or twice and determine if it's good or not and pick up all the nuances, especially your album was very metaphor-heavy, and which I another part I enjoyed about it because I do enjoy like bars and things like that. So, you, know, it, I, you had to go through it a few times to actually start enjoying it. Um, any particular producers you want to shout out that you worked out worked on this with? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've, I've got a list because someone else asked me this, and uh, I know one guy because I worked with him like on three or four songs. Uh, Loki, L O E K K I. Um, he did. Let me get the the list up. Um, he did spoilers. I'm here, and life is amazing. And then I don't know how to say it. it's Leo. Like, I-T-double-Z-L-I-O, he did Madness. Um, Kiko Beats did this thing, and a guy called Hot Banger did a grip. Um, yeah, so that great producers, really good to work with them. Sometimes, I, you know, I, I'm not very clear on what I want. I just kind of have a rough idea, and I try and try my best to explain it, and they were all really, like, collaborative, really open to sort of my way of communicating what I was trying to get to, and... I was really pleased with like the work they did. It was incredible talent out there. Yeah, it, it did come together pretty well. Are there anything else from your side? No, just uh, just just uh, as you said, you're doing it just just as a as a passion project, right? So a question in um, say for example, now in the next few months, it pops off, all right? Uh, would you then say, okay, I want to put a fully fledged album, music video, the works? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I will, like, I, I don't ever rule anything out. Um, and it would be amazing, you know, like I say, I'm constantly working on something. There's always some creative idea I've got. I've done other other things, um, like made, made um. TV show episodes and I've been a stand-up for a while and you know lots of different things so I never rule it out I just don't try to pin it pin all my expectations to it and you know which is a balancing act but you know say it blew up I'm ready to to do whatever so <laughs> okay so you, so you mentioned two besides um that's besides the, the, the rap album you spoke about stand stand about other other ventures. Um, what other ventures don't know that you can advise us that you that, that, that you into? Say again, sorry. Sorry. What out. other ventures besides what other ventures besides um, the special project 
Okay, so the, the that's the album. Uh, are you currently into? Um, I'm trying to focus on this one because a, a problem, uh, not a problem, well, it is, a, I guess, a problem. But a pattern I have um, is I'll make something and I'll, I'll kind of get bored of it. So I'll just put it out and move to something else. But this time, because I spent so much time making it as good as possible, which I usually don't do, I usually just do a version of it and then move on. I'm trying to um, stay focused on it, like promote it as much as I can, um, kind of put some creativity into that. Um, and I do kind of want to carry on making music, but maybe uh, I don't know if, I'm nowhere near ready for like another album, but start maybe put out some singles and just wait for some wait for some um inspiration i was um i was thinking about i've always wanted to write a film and i've never finished one fully so that's sort of in my head but i'm trying to stay focused on this thing this project so a question i didn't really want to ask it but the unfortunate reality is because in this art form you're going to get this question i don't really like it but there is usually been some backlash with regard to white rappers and they've been questioned about somewhat being culture vultures in terms of cultural appropriation and so forth and within doing this type of music that question is going to be posed to you a lot how do you explain to do it yeah i think it's a fair fair question it is you know its history is clear the creators of it are it's clear the history is there um i would say judge it on sort of what i produced i don't think I don't think I tried to copy anyone. I don't think I ripped anyone off. I think it was genuine inspiration from from these these guys are my heroes. So it's not like I looked at it and thought, oh, I've, I could make some money out of that, or or if I steal that and change it, and um, you know, anything cynical like that. It's genuine inspiration from this art form that I've listened to for over 20 years. So. I think it is a fair question and I'd happily answer it anytime it's posed. I think with cultural appropriation as well, the, I think one of the problems you have is um sort of when people come into an art form, they steal from it in in a in a vertical commas and then just ignore the thing that they, you know, take the money out of the the culture if you like. So I think Again, I'm not making any money right now from any of this for one thing. But say I did, I don't think I would be guilty of that. I think um yeah, I would be very hyper aware of sort of where this came from and um what what my place in it in it is, which is very small compared to, you know, what it, what the culture is. Yeah, and I I understand it. I just know that's that that's a question that you will receive going forward quite a lot. you become extremely successful within this which i actually hope you do um thank you and from from the, from the album listening to the album and speaking to you and i do feel like what you're saying is sincere usually that people get asked the question when they actually using the art form of the culture as a springboard into doing something else or it becomes somewhat satire which just was none of it all um well uh, the album is life is as beautiful as a dog um out on all platforms am i correct That's right. Yep. So everywhere. Um any other socials or anything you'd like to plug before we get out of here? Um I use Twitter more than anything. It's Martin MJ Jordan. Um that's my name on everywhere. So you should find me everywhere, but I use Twitter mostly. All right. Well, 
I really enjoyed talking to you and listening to the album. Um, we are the turntable on Active FM, where radio has never been better. Ari, anything you want to say? No, no. Um, it's 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 uh, it's because it's been uh, uh, a good thing listening to you. Uh, I think it's an encouragement also, um, not only to not only to me personally, but I think it will be an encouragement to every what's it called rapper out there to what's it called to pursue. Not it's not only about uh, it's not only about the money. It's about the passion at the end of the day. And I think you are you are you are, you are a good example to what to that. I think awesome. that's about Thank it for me. It. It's really nice to hear it. Thanks, thanks for having me, guys. It's been a really cool chat. Nice well, to thanks meet you. Thanks for talking to us. I enjoyed it very much. Me too. Okay. Check out the grave, never the same. 